All right. It is. It's time to get in the <coughs> ring here with DJ D. Kooks, and you've probably heard Beast Mike's cough already. Yep. I'm going to clear my throat. It is a little earlier in the morning, but it's cool. Uh, I'm, what's happening with everybody? I know we uh, we weren't on last week, had a little bit of uh, computer issues, but uh, things are relatively solid right now. Relatively solid. I'm taking over the editing duties for the foreseeable future yeah. because. Because Beast Mike's so, computer decided to take a crap on him. Pretty much. Which sucks. Um, but we have lots. And I mean, there's no match of the week this week because we're, we have so much we need to get into. There's so much to do. But sports, because we do cover the sports here and, and wrestling. But we'll cover the wrestling first. G1 Climax, four nights in. Early favorites, shocking losses, stuff like that. Um, AEW, Fight for the Fallen, runs up against Evolve, which, which was interesting. Mm-hmm. Impact Slammiversary, which was very good show. It actually was pretty good overall. Cajun Elgin had a pretty good... Let's start with that, come on. Come on, we're actually going to open with Slammiversary because it technically happened a week ago, and we were going to cover it last week, mm-hmm. but, 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 um, but shit happens, and we are, we are here. So, from Gilly's Dallas in Dallas, Texas... It was a good wrestling weekend in Dallas that weekend because he had night one, the G1, and then... Mm-hmm. So, Willie McAfee, the Jake Chris, Trey Miguel, and TJP in the opener. It was just a good pop fast four-way. Um, the North... Oh, good. I'm oh, sorry. The nor- we're tripping over each other because we haven't talked in two weeks. Yes. I think we're the both North rather anxious. The... The North defeated the Rascals in LAX in a three-way for the Tag Team Championship match. Okay, match here. Good, co- short, compact, but, but solid. People got, everyone got their stuff in. Eddie Edwards. Yeah, yeah, everything was pretty short and, and compact in, on the pay-per-view. Like, nothing overstated its welcome, like we'll talk about a little bit with both Extreme Rules and Fight for the Fallen. Mm-hmm. First blood match. Um, Eddie Edwards defeated Killer Cross. Good first blood match here. Mm-hmm. Solid. And what got, they got their, they got to, to do what they needed to in 11 and a half minutes. Very solid. Very solid. Moose defeated Rob Bam Dam. Ah. I didn't like this match, honestly. It was just boring. Though it didn't... I don't think it went too long. It seemed like probably not enough was done here. I I thought this match dragged, honestly. It, it was the only match that really dragged. Okay. Um, It was 13 minutes, which was actually one of the longer matches on the show, and it was only a two-star special. It was the fourth longest match. Yes. Then we had the Monsters Ball. And these ladies killed each other. 
I'm very impressed with how the four of them did. And like, you, you see Monsters Ball with men get very graphic and very violent quickly. But I'm very impressed that these four were able to, to put it down with the way they did. Rick Swan and Johnny and Paz had a four-star match. Um, not surprising regarding the two men in this match. You just look at these two, and you look at their bodies of work, and you look at their styles of wrestling, where both guys are very agile and very fearless with, with their with their move sets. You, you kind of knew this would be good. I, I gave it, it a match four stars. So. It, it, lived up, it lived up to it, so I'm, I'm very, very impressed. I'm impressed by it. I'm not necessarily impressed by it. Like, I'm, I'm satisfied with it, I should say. Um... The uh, Brian Cage Michael Elgin match was awesome, dude. This was this was just a big hoss fight with guys doing things that they shouldn't be able to do. We we do enjoy those hoss fights. We we certainly do enjoy our fair share of hoss fights. Yes, we do. And then after the match, a masked man, not Rhino, but it wasn't Rhino who was under the mask, but they're going to reveal it as Rhino mm. when his contract runs up. Um, Spears Elgin. And then I gave the Cage Elgin match four and a quarter. And then Sammy Callahan and Tessa Blanchard. I enjoyed this. I, I really, and I was able to watch this from, from bell to bell and, and the promo stuff before it. I really enjoyed this. I, I, I really enjoyed everything about it. Uh, I enjoyed the the run that Callahan was on where, we, where he was so ruthless and so and became like the, the best, I guess, the best heel in the company. I enjoyed the the build up with how Tessa Blanchard got involved. Like, I, I really liked how all this played out in the match itself. Like, I legit was, exp- I, I legit thought that, uh, that Blanchard was going to win at points. Like, after, after the early onslaught by Callahan, I thought Blanchard was going to win at, at points during the match. Blanchard, Blanchard really carried herself tremendously well. And then Callahan did his part, too. So I thought it was a very good match on both parties. Definitely. Yeah, the best your match thoughts echo mine. Your thoughts echo my thoughts on this. And. I thought this was a wise use of the intergender format. It looked to elevate Blanchard, even though she was she she was booked strongly, and then Callahan was even stronger by defeating her. Mm-hmm. So, so in that case, it was it very accomplished. Good. It accomplished the goal I think that they set for the match itself. That most but intergender the, matches don't do. Right. It, it were both were both parties involved actually come out better for the better like i know beyond does intergender and I, I i'm just not a fan of intergender because i just can't suspend my disbelief i understand i was suspending my disbelief a little bit with this so yeah, there, there were legit points in the match where like oh wow tess, tess is gonna beat him well <laughs> there were legit points where tess was like oh wow tess is actually gonna beat him especially when she did the bat and then her finisher i'm like oh this, this part, she's actually going to beat him. And, but, the, but Callahan was just a little bit too strong. So I, I'm, I'm all for that. Yeah, and then he wins it with the Cactus Special and then right. sealing the deal. Um, my God, this match was very good. Good way to end the show. It sure was. 
And then Callahan um, showing respect afterward to uh, to Blanchard, letting Blanchard have the ring, which I thought was a nice touch. Um, G one. G1. Oh, I'm supposed to take this. I'm off this week for some <laughs> god on reason because I'm like, I'm like, I have the world subscription, you know, I, you know, and I'm like a little nervous too. It's like, I'm a little off this week, but the G1 does not take days off except for these two days. And then they're back out of Thursday night with three straight nights in Kirk and Hall, and then they take a night off and then for a travel day and then. So this is the longest stretch that we're going to have besides the week before night one and night two of no G1. So it's going to be pretty consistent hereafter, and we're going to cover the G1 um, bell to bell here. Juice Robinson, we're going to start with night two. Juice Robinson defeats Shingo. Really good match here. Um, they were working on the neck early. Um, um, Shingo showed great fire, and Shingo looked great, and Juice getting some great fire. I rated this at four stars. Moxley debuted against Taichi. A lot of smoke and mirrors in this match, but a good three-star brawl here. Toriano Tetsuya Naito sucked. Mm. It was only three minutes and 52 seconds, and Naito barely took a bump. So it was basically a squash match, and Naito... Yeah. No, no, Toriano defeated him. Okay, yeah, yeah. So basically, there's a squad. Because Yano gets a shock win. Right. Which we, which, we knew, which we knew was coming. I don't think we thought Nida would be the guy he'd get it against, but we, we, knew Nida, we knew it was coming. And then the match that I think you should watch from this night Big Tom Ishii versus adorable Hawaiian Buddha Jeff Cobb. Again, we are both fans of big hosses doing big hoss things and then stuff that cruiserweights would do. We, we are fans of this. But there's no cruiserweight stuff in this match. No. It's just big hosses just beating the shit out of each other and doing filthy things to each other in the beating the shit out of each other department. I just made that sound more disgusting and not on sound. But, but, hey, that's how we do it here on Get in the Ring. Um, Basically, you, you had your inner Big E in you. It's pretty much what happened here. Yes, I have my bigger inner Big E Langston, even though I'm not really that big fan of the New Day sometimes. But, but New Day Rock. But, but, do you... But Big Tom Ishii starts off his G1 campaign with a four-and-a-half starting match, and we'll be talking about Tom Ishii, Big Tom Ishii, doing Big Tom Ishii things. He, he, will certainly become a, he will certainly become a fixture. Not a fixture, he will certainly become a theme of the show. Yes. Yes, he will certainly become a theme of the show because he always becomes the theme of the show. Um, Goto defeats Jay White here. Um, in his return, he he's took a couple months off to train at the LA Dojo. Very good match here. I went four stars on this match. Um, he finally beats White. The crowd was hot. Um, very good, but not quite great. But I gave it four stars because I'm generous. Mm. 
Zonka gave it three and three quarters. I just bumped it up to four. You just, you just gave it a solid four. I just gave it a solid four. Then we had night three of the A block. Night two of the A block, night three overall. And watch this whole night. This whole night was freaking fire. Um, so, it starts off with Lance Archer defeating Bad Luck Fale. And Archer has four points mm-hmm. here. Um, um, and this was a Haas battle. It was a lesser version of Ishika, but Archer was bumping it like a maniac here. Mm. He was doing things. Fale did a superplex. Fale showed effort. It was very good. I went three and a half stars on it, and I wasn't go- expecting to go three and a half stars on it. Okay. I was expecting to go like two and a half. So, I was Wildly exceeded your expectations. Very impressed. And Archer would pick up the win with the Everybody Dies Claw that he's in. And then Will Osprey gets his first points of the G1, mm-hmm. defeating Sonata in A-block action here. This was the athletic match. Mm-hmm. You know, both guys showing off their athletic prowess. Um, very easy to watch here. Just counters after counters of Oscutter. And then finally, Osprey blocked the skull end, applied the Oz cutter, and Stormbreaker for the win. So, four stars there. Kazuchika Okada defeats Zack Sabre Jr. So, Zack Sabre Jr. starts off with zero points. Mm-hmm. As this was unique because Sabre is a very unique wrestler. Here, I really like how each match felt different. Variety is the spice of life, which is and I uh, gave this match four stars. So every match was either very good to to great on this night. So. Evil versus Kota Ibushi. I thought this was the best match of the night. I gave okay. it four and a quarter. Um, Evil getting it done. Um, and and Kota Ibushi starting off with zero points. The guy we both think is going to win this tournament um, is is still far not on the board, but we we think Ibushi will will get his. Yeah, he'll get his. Um, um, but really good, really good stuff here. Um, I I really enjoyed like the counters and everything, the everything evil, you know, you know, evil connected with darkness falls and everything evil to win. Then we get the Kenan Hiroshi Tanahashi. Kenta's getting, getting off to a very strong start so far. And this match ruled. This match ruled. This was a very... This was a great professional wrestling match. Mm-hmm. Um, Kenta is violent. Kenta just feels right. 
in, in New Japan, you know? Not that he didn't fit in, in on NXT, but in, in 205 to a, less, to a little bit lesser of an extent, he just, he just feels right. He just fits you right. Got, you're he not working as fast as but everything means something, all the yeah. kicks. Right. And 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 fuck, his offense is stiff. <laughs> yeah, I is. love his offense. So A block. A block A block is, is we, we talked about it before, the depth of A block. There's just so much flash and there's so much so much swag involved in the A block. And then B block being the physical block. Be in the block where if you're gonna win it, you're gonna earn it. If you win the B block, then we had Shinko Takagi getting his first win on night four, defeating Toriyano, um, um, with the pumping bomber, um, here. Better match than his stable mate, Naito. Mm. But this went six minutes. Nothing to see here. Um, Judy Robinson defeats Hiroki Goto. Um, this was pretty good. Um, um, he hit the left hand of God and then the Pulp Friction to win. John Moxley defeated Jeff Cobb. This was a little, little short, but, but John Moxley gets the win here with the Death Rider. Draped over the rope. Three and a half stars. Tommy I like that it's draped over the rope. Tommy Ishii over Jay White. Here. As Jay White starts off with zero points. Ishii starting off. Ishii with a good start. Ishii and Juice with, with, with good starts so far. Um, vertical drop, brain buster. Drops White to 0-2, but this was a very good match. Four stars flat. Um, I just love me some big Tommy Ishii. Ishii is a guy who I don't think either of us would ever pick to win a G1, but he's never, he's almost never going to have a bad match in it. And I think that's the whether win or lose, he's almost never going to have a bad match in a G1. And you're probably going to get a great match. Yes. So, and this was great, so I enjoyed it. Um, and then, my match of the night, the main event, Tai Chi defeats Tetsuya Naito as Naito starts off 0-2. Mm-hmm. Um, this was very good. It lacked the Tai Chi bullshit. Okay. Oh, so it, was, it was serious Tai Chi. It was serious Tai Chi. Which, um... Um, minimal, minimal, minimal bullshit Tai Chi, which is probably the best know, Tai Chi. Um, you got the Iron Grow Up and Kanemaru, Meow Naito, and then one last rise and secure his first 2G1 point. So this is early, but, but Okada has four, Kanta has four. Mm-hmm. Um, let me look at the G1 standings real quick. I, I, I got I got them up, so I, I could I could I could do them here. So we got in Block A, Lance Archer, Kenta, 
and Okada all have four apiece. They both had two wins. Bad Luck Folly, Evil, Will Ospreay, and Sonata all with two, all with a win apiece. And then Kota Bushi, Zack Sabre Jr., and Hiroshi Tanahashi have all been shut out so far. As for Block B, we got Moxley, Ishii, and Robinson, all four wins apiece, all four points apiece, obviously with the two wins. Taichi, Yano, Goto, and, Taga- and Tagagi, all with two, all with two points, win apiece. And then Cobb, Naito, and Jay White have all been shut out, but obviously, again, it's early. We've only had two matches per uh, for each guy, so... We got a lot of, but, a lot of but five of those six names are big main event players. Yes. You you think about it. Who would ever thought that Kotobushi, Zack Sabre Jr., Tetsuya Naito, Jay White, and Hiroshi Tanahashi would all start out with zero points in the G1 climax? Mm-hmm. This is why I love New Japan Pro Wrestling. They do give you stuff you don't expect. That is 100% true. They, they give you some stuff that you see coming, and then some stuff is like, oh, that's different. But we had the Kirk, three Kirk and Hall shows. One of them main amended by, by Will Ospreay versus Kota Ibushi. Ospreay and Ibushi get to run it back. That's going to be nuts. Um, Kota Ibushi is sort of like the dumbest man in pro wrestling, but, <laughs> but we love Kota here. We do love Kota. We do love Kota, and how stupid he is, but <laughs> sometimes. Yeah. But, but we have to get to this weekend in pro wrestling, even though we already sort of did get into this weekend in pro wrestling. But stateside, and a lot of it happening in my neck of the woods. Yes. So, we want to talk about Extreme Rules, or what do you want to talk about Evolve first? Let's talk about Evolve, then Fight for the Fallen, then Extreme Rules. So, Evolve and Fight for the Fallen happened as pretty much neck and neck with each other. And this was the 10th anniversary show. That, that and it took place in the 2300 arena, uh, aka ECW arena. It was it, uh, well, honestly, I, I enjoyed it. I thought it was a good show, and Dikut thought it was a good show as well. We, I think, we both would agree, it was the best show on the card. It was the it was the best show of the of the three big ones for the weekend that happened. Yes, yes I would agree with that as well. It was solid from start to finish. And it started with, I, I think we should, let's see, the order, I'm trying to think of the order of it. That, that Fatal 4-Way, I think, was, no, the Fatal 4-Way was second. second. No, Briggs and, uh, Briggs and Anthony Green was first. That's right, yeah. He probably Briggs doesn't like you. Josh Briggs, it was the first. I thought it was, was good. Josh Briggs actually does look, legit look, look like he's going to go places in a ball. I do like Anthony Green. I, I, I like uh, Green's uh, collabo with, with Brandy Lauren. I think that's a solid uh, combo. Together and I also love me some Zubas. I'm all, I'm all for the Zubas. Uh, Josh Briggs looks looks good though. Josh Briggs actually legit looks really good, and that was that was a good match he had with Ant Green to start the show. Stephen Wolf beating Sean Maluda. You may remember Maluda from the Cruiserweight Classic and from uh, parts of NXT. Uh, Stephen Wolf defeated him, Kurt Stalin, and Harlem Bravado. Bravado's character also nice and a good fan and a pretty good fan of four away. 
it ended very suddenly, which I, which I was uh, surprised, a little bit surprised by. But I thought it was a good, good fatal four way nonetheless. So I was all for it. Arturo uh, Ruiz beating Anthony Henry, and an outcome that came out of nowhere. And and Ruiz knocked out Henry. If ever there were a Nyko moment of the week for wrestling, that that's it. Ruiz caught it with, with a nice, I think it was a nice kick to, to finish the deal. And Henry was out cold once he hit him. I kind of did love this no DQ match, although the ending. Some people were saying this was the like f- match of the weekend. I like the story. I don't know. I guess, I guess it's probably just too much happening, like too, like too much interference on on the behalf of Brandy Lauren. Um, but yeah, but I, I did. But the uh, the ending was very different. Uh, I was not expecting that ending with, with, with the uh, with, with the dive into the chairs. I was not expecting that ending. But but yeah, so Brandy Lauren gets the dub there. Baba Tundi looks like a beast. If Vince McMahon watched this show, he's probably calling up Baba Tunde. <laughs> if, if ever there were more ways to get me some more Baba Tunde. I need those ways. That uh, was that was. He is signed, by the way, to WWE, which I'm all, which I'm, I'm very good with. Um, that chop, that first chop he gave him, and the commentary to that chop from Lenny Leonard, where he was like, "That wasn't sweat coming from Kobe Carino. That was Carino's soul." I thought, <laughs> I thought it was perfect. To which I'm very happy for Gabe and Lenny Leonard. Let's let's call it like it is. Gabe Sapolsky has been. A good wrestling hand for the past ten years, for for over two decades, and he finally gets his moment. And Lenny Leonard has been a great commentator. I'm happy for those two guys, and I'm happy for a lot of the guys on this card. So yeah, to actually get some shine on a big stage. So that's that's the the part about this. Yeah, Bob Tunde basically destroyed Kobe Carino. Think of it this way: if you remember Steve Carino, yes, that is his kid. And Kobe Carino's probably Steve Carino's size. So, naturally, Bob Atunde should easily have defeated uh, Carino, and he did. So, the Unwanted, their crew, which looks like a pretty good crew, actually, and A.R. Fox and Leon Ruff uh, defeated them for the All Tag Team Championships. And that was dope. Uh, like, I thought that was a good tag match. I like the story that I built around it. So good look for A.R. Fox and Leon Ruff to, to win the tag titles. I thought that was fun. Then the mat, and then my favorite match of the night, and probably my favorite match of the weekend, of Riddle and Gulak. Excellent tech wrestling from both parties. I, I'll, this was highly entertaining from bell to bell. Uh, Riddle getting it done, but it was highly entertaining from bell to bell. I have no issues This was here. a sprint. It, it was. It really was. And it felt like I and like I don't look at the timing of it. It felt I, I guess it went on for fifteen minutes. It felt faster than that. And it, it, it was, but it was so good. It, the match itself was so good, and the crowd was hot. And the crowd was hot pretty much all night. But it, it, was, it was so this match was so good. Austin Theory, whom I really like now. The first, first the Heyman part, which I thought was dope. Heyman's promo, uh, the kind of talk about, kind of relive his history. Inside the 2300 AKA ECW arena, I thought it was awesome. And then yes. how he kind of put both guys on with the promo that he made, uh, with, with, the, with the ring announcements that he made to introduce Austin Theory and JD Drake, 
for the, for the uh, unification. Yeah, for the unification of the W and WWN and the Evolve Championships. Where Theory came in with Theory came in with Evolve and Drake came in with WWN, and Austin won them both. And the the way it happened, it looked like okay, Drake's gonna handle it. Drake's gonna finish him, but Theory just wouldn't stay down. And I think that's the impressive part to me about Theory, who absolutely has got an incredibly bright future in Evolve, NXT, WWE, wherever he goes. He's got a bright finish, and I like his finisher, too. Uh, I'm, all, I'm, all, I'm all for that. And then the main event was Cole versus Tozawa. Solid match. Yeah. Pretty, pretty solid. Not, not incredibly blow away, but it was a pretty solid match. And I like Gargano's uh, minor interference and to kind of keep that story going with Gargano and Cole. Ultimately, it was the, it was the uh, Panama Sunrise to last shot that finished off to Zahal, but I thought it was a solid match all in all. Evolve, well done. You pretty much kept well a solid done. pace. Well from done. Start from start to finish, you kept a really solid pace. So I'm, I'm, I'm all for that. Good job. Good job, Evolve. Now, basically down the street, Extreme Rules, which also happened in Philly uh, the yeah. following night. And he might as well start. Which is literally like, down the street. Yeah, yeah no, we're not we're not kidding <laughs> about this. Quite literally down the street. You just have to take broad. You have to turn on Oregon and then turn on broad. Yes, basically the twenty three hundred arena is on Swatson and Rittner, which is yeah, which is basically it's a stone's throw away from Oregon, and you can basically turn you can basically get from one arena to the other in about five ten minutes depending on traffic. And basically to start the. A, go, a tad out of order because I, I mentioned Gulak uh, before in, in this show. Gulak was the only one to be on both shows. He ended up defeating and retaining his uh, Cruiserweight Championship from Tony Nese, and which I, it was a pretty good match. Why, again, the Cruiserweights are on the pre-show, I don't know. You don't know. I, I, it's not a good look. Uh, we both like the Cruiserweights. Gulak did getting it in against Tony Nese. Good job. Another match I don't think should have been on the pre-show, and Paul Heyman agrees, Shinsuke versus Finn Balor was a pretty productive match. I'm happy that Shinsuke won. It seemed like Shinsuke was, was MIA. I, I don't know if Shinsuke had left or, or what since WrestleMania. It, like, ever since uh, before he beat Balor on SmackDown last week, we legit hadn't seen him since WrestleMania. And now Shinsuke gets it done. Shinsuke gets the win. And wins the Intercontinental Championship. I'm all for this. Somebody uh, yeah, say, yeah, I'm all for it too. Somebody tried to say that Shinsuke was the first to win the, the Intercontinental titles in both New Japan and WWE, which we're like, wait, you didn't know Chris Jericho exists, right? Chris Jericho exists. <laughs> you know Chris Jericho exists. Yeah. <laughs> yeah Jer- and Jericho responded to that tweet too, like, like with, with the eyes. Like, you know I exist? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, only, only the the greatest IC champion in the history of, of WWE. I mean, like, dude has nine. And you can uh, you can actually make the argument that Shinsuke is the greatest IC champion in New Japan. Yeah. So because he put that belt on. He, he sure did. Yeah, he definitely did make that the workhorse thing in New Japan, and I think Shinsuke could do just that in in, in WWE. And, but just to advance this part, Mustafa Ali kind of congratulated Shinsuke. Which could lead to Mustafa versus Shin. I like it. I like it a lot. I'm all for this. Let's see some new blood for the for the IC title. I didn't honestly. I didn't like Finn Balor's reign. Nah. The type of truth. I didn't like Finn Balor's reign. It, it just didn't do anything. He didn't do anything with the title. 
So, but, I think Sid's going to do But it's not his fault. No, it's not. He, he just wasn't put on TV. It, it, it just, he just, I guess, wasn't able to have, like, enough competition for it. Other than Almas, he didn't really have any other competition for it. But I think Sid's going to draw some people for it. Uh, you, can, you can get Ali's gonna get him. Can I make a hot take? Finn Balor's overrated. A little bit. I, I mean, the, yeah. the fangirls, are, he, he's probably the most adored by fangirls online, but yeah, he, he's a little bit. He's overrated. Like, like, he has good matches. His high level is like, his peak is like four stars, four and a quarter. And I'm so, sorry, I'm getting nerdy on this. He's never really had a match that in this company that's blown me away. It's the same thing with at least Shinsuke had that match. The the last match standing with Styles and the Sami Zayn match. Yes, yes, the Sami Zayn. I'm including the, NXT the, the, here too. Okay. Oh, so so you're not gonna go Balor versus Joe that that same night? Yes, Shinsuke was the, was the best match of the, of the two. Balor uh, Joe was the four and four and a quarter star match, which is is Finn Balor's peak. Mm. Okay. Basically, what I think what you're saying here is that Ballard doesn't have a classic in WWE. Yeah, which, which I will agree with. Uh, I will. I will definitely agree with that. He he never really had a classic. classic in New Japan either. Like, like, I, people can correct me if I'm wrong, and I, I'm willing to open it, watch, rewatch Finn Balor stuff. Yeah. I enjoy Finn Balor. It's just I think he's a little overrated. Like he's got like he's got good matches like like his match with Brock for example this year, the match yeah, with the Rumble yeah. that was yeah, good. That was that was that was entertaining. It, it really suspended the thought of oh, Balor could actually beat him. Like we talked about suspending disbelief earlier. That was one you could suspend disbelief for. But but yeah, it, it, I, I hear you. I, I actually I actually understand your thinking. Um, the Balor is a tad overrated. Yes, I, I can I can actually agree with that. Now we can move on to a match that had no right being as good as it was. <laughs> yeah. Taker, Taker, no Reigns. right. No right had Undertaker working his ass off. Taker looked really, really good. I, I don't know how. What happened here? Did, did we go? Did Taker go back in the time? Did, did we go here? back to 2005? Yeah, that's what I'm did saying. We, like, we go back happened? to 2005? What happened here? <laughs> Undertaker, what did you do? Undertaker, what did you do? Like, that, that was. Really, really good. That was that was awesome, Taker. Like, when's the last time we saw Taker look that good? Five uh, years ago. I mean, yeah. I mean, seriously, like, punk match, Taker. Yeah, the WrestleMania twenty nine. Yeah, that's, that's that's probably it's probably right. Yeah, it's probably right. That was. He looked awesome. He and really this did. wasn't a four star match. This was a good three and a half star match. And that even Shane McMahon's shitty ass punches, <laughs> and Shane McMahon's shit, shit, shitty moving around the ring. This was still a three and a half star match. It, it was still and really productive. Roman Reigns and Drew McIntyre exchange, which included Roman Reigns and Drew McIntyre almost putting me to sleep. I, and, I, and, I love, and I love you carried this match. I applaud you. This was good. You, you, you really were prepared to dump on this match. The one problem I had, though, and I have the same problem with the, the mixed tag later. You have two matches where there are no rules involved, pretty much. Why are there tags? Yeah. Why, why are you doing tags? And, and I'm glad the, the Extreme Rules match kind of cut it out like two minutes in. 
half this match was constructed like it was a normal tag match. Why? You build this as no holds barred. Let them turn them loose. Turn speaking, them loose. Of, speaking of tag matches that that weren't good. Um this, revival. This, 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 this wasn't good. This should have been pre-showed. This wasn't good. This should have been pre-showed instead of uh since game thin. It was and passable. It's no, it's a passable match because the quality and because there was some quality here. I think my, my thing about this is that I think Usos and Revival have a, they, they, yeah, and Revival have another gear that I think they can get to together. This, I, I expected them to do that for this match. They just didn't get. They just didn't do it. I do think they have another gear. I think there's more coming from those two teams, which is fine. I just think they, there's another gear that they're going to get to. So yeah, it's a it's a three star match, probably three and a quarter, maybe. No, I think two and a half. That's fair. That's, that's fair. If you want to go on the lower end of the totem pole, average. If you want to go, yeah, it, it actually is pretty. It actually is right in the middle. But if, if you want to go to lower end of the totem pole, under, uh, acceptable. But it's like I think there's more that those two can get to. I think there's a higher level that these two can actually do. Uh, to these two teams can do together. So. I expect more from those, is what I'm saying. Alistair Black defeat Cesaro. Solid. I thought it was a solid match. Cesaro's strength is incredible. As he that, that counter the Meteora, the pop-up uppercut was dope. It was as hard-hitting as you would expect from Cesaro and Alistair. And with Alistair caught him with that black mask was, was, was dope. Good good match for, for Cesaro and Alistair. So I, I was happy with this. Bailey Alexa Bliss. <sighs> yeah. Glad this rivalry's over. This dragged on a bit too long for me too. Uh, I got the same issue with the with the Fatal Four Way with Alexa was involved in on Raw. It dragged on too long. Uh, if, if you cut it the time by a third on both matches, you'd have done so much better on both on both parties. Bailey was the right person. They were chanting, "This is awful," it and was. Alexa Bliss was actually uh, acting like 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 they were doing a competent job. They weren't doing a competent job. It they were on. botching everything. It dragged on too long. It, it was, it, the, the Fatal 4-Way on Raw just dragged on way too long. And this match of Stream Rules was better than that because not much wasn't. But it was a... It, it was the, the right ending happened. Bailey was Bailey was the rightful winner. Bailey the, the, to end this thing with Alexa. Uh, Alexa really doesn't need to be champion right now, honestly, unless they're going after the tag titles with, with Nikki. But it's a... I think it's I think it's fine that Bailey remains champion. And just to advance that whole thing, uh, Bailey was Ember Moon's choice of a partner to deal with Sonya and Mandy. And Bailey and Ember ended up winning, which led to Bailey ended up challenging Ember for the SmackDown Women's Championship at SummerSlam. And that's a match I, Thank I, I, God. I love Thank to see. Fucking God. Yes, I, I want that. I'm all for Ember facing Bailey. And hopefully I kind of Ember wins. I, I like I like watching Ember Moon wrestle, and I think that's going to be a really good challenge for for both parties. I think it'll be, I think it'll be a really good challenge together. <laughs> to, to kind of advance this on Raw, Natalia won in the Fatal Four Way to get to the number one contendership for the Raw Women's Championship, and I'll explain later who Natalia will face. Next up, we have the Last Man Standing match. Last Man Standing with Braun with Braun and, and Bobby Lashley. They were just big and dumb. Mm, I liked it more than you did. No, uh, no, I mean it in the most complimentary way. Okay, okay, that's what you're saying. It's just too big. You know what I mean? This was just two big idiots just <laughs> crashing into each other. 
Good three and a half star match. It, it was. I, I, I just really don't like Blaze Man standing matches. I don't I, like. I, 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 it, it reminds me of Sesame Street. Mm. One. Ha, ha, ha. <laughs> Two. <laughs> ha, ha, ha. Three. That's how they count. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. That's pretty elementary. The match itself, referee aside, I enjoyed it. And don't don't mind the the uh the renovations. They've been talking about the renovations of the Wells Fargo Center for a couple years now. They should be finished those renovations, I think this year, uh, on the building. Which is why you saw like the 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 parts of the building were kind of closed off. Good match from start to finish, good way to end this this feud uh, with Lashley and Strowman. And Brian looking like the Kool-Aid man. Effectively, yes. I thought that was funny. <laughs> the Kool-Aid. What, he, what he's referring to, if you don't know, is a Kool-Aid man from Family Guy. Whenever everyone says, oh no, oh no, oh no, oh no. <laughs> no, that's what the Kool-Aid man does normally. It is. But, oh, but, it's, but, it's, yeah. but it's always funny. It, it, it's always funny. Uh, Strumble finishing with that power slam up the, up the stanchion, up the sand, on through that area there, I thought was dope. So, good way to end it. Strowman was last man standing. Believe the tag I, match was next. This was fucking awesome. The tag match was awesome. The tag match was dope. Daniel Bryan and Big E, I need to see this match. Yeah, more of Daniel Bryan and Big E. Yeah, I, uh, we've seen them wrestle before against each other, but it, it just worked. They just they just work together. It's just really good chemistry between the two. And. And Big E acting like doing his best Tomohiro Ishii impression. He's like, yeah, is that all you got, bitch? <laughs> <laughs> Pretty much. I, I want to see Big E versus Tomohiro Ishii. That would actually be awesome. That, that would that, actually that, be fucking awesome. That would actually be really good. Just to see, see two big dudes with, with their bona fide strength, who are all power and all strength with underrated speed on both parties. Uh, I think that it would be that would actually work out really well. New Day gets it done uh, to win the tag titles again. I really I enjoyed all that. I, I enjoyed the, the 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 silliness of heavy machinery. I love me some heavy machinery. They'll be tag team champions soon. I have to think they'll be tag team champions one day and one day soon. But I I, I did enjoy this match from bell to bell, start to finish. Definitely the best match on the street. After this match, this favorite fell off. Owens' promo was great. The squash match with Ziggler, I kind of wish it wasn't a squash. I, I, no, it was perfect. Because Dolph okay. Ziggler doesn't. Because I don't ever want to see Dolph Ziggler again. And Ziggler doing the whole thing with Miz, uh, I guess. I mean, yeah. we, we loved his circle 2016, but I, 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 I guess. I don't want to see that again. I don't think we need to see it again. I'd rather see Miz do other stuff. I want to, and I don't need to. How about that? That's fair. That's fine. Uh, I, I think it's a... I, I, I just want to see Miz do other things. You don't have to do that with Dolph anymore. Like, it, like Miz has advanced his career much higher than Dolph did. Like, it, it's... it's so you know, should do other stuff. Or Miz should do other things in, in WWE. Just not, it's just not necessary. And then AJ Styles Ricochet had a dull match. I can't believe I'm saying this. I'm shocked was, too. It was dull. Yeah, I, I thought. Let's move on. Let's move I on. I, I don't have any more thoughts than that. We talked yeah. about Owen Ziggler. 
Both these teams from OJO sucked. Uh, it was stale. I, I thought it, I thought that match would be better too, and it just Kobe wasn't. King, a hot take: Kobe King's entire reign sucks. Sucks. It's been underwhelming. Like the, the the best match Kobe's had since he's been champion was with Owens, but uh, the best one on one because the triple there match with Zayn and AJ was pretty good. But uh, the best since he's been champion has been with Owens, and he, he just he hasn't had that blow away classic championship defense. He's faced good competition, yes. But he hasn't had the blow away title defenses. Like, that's the one you look back to when it comes to Kofi's WWE Championship reign when he eventually loses it. He hasn't had that Kofi yet. He lose the title. And that's the, Come on Kofi, now. I think Kofi will lose it. Uh, I, I would have given it SummerSlam that he, that he and, and they probably all lose their titles all at once. But we'll see. And then the main event, which was the Extreme Rules match, where... Okay, you expect to see weapons, fine. The end of days was shocking. I did not see that coming. I think that, and that's, which is sad, that that's more of the takeaway from this match than the actual match was. With the fact that Corbin hit the EOD on Becky. No, the best and, part of the segment was the cash-in. And then Heyman, who teased it for several weeks, the cash-in finally goes down. Lesnar cashes in on Seth. Two Germans in an F5 later. Lesnar is the Universal Champion, and though normally I do not like Lesnar as, as Universal or WWE Champion because he holds those titles hostage, but I think in this case I don't think this is going to be a long title reign. I honestly think they did this to, to put more people in the seats inside SummerSlam, to put SummerSlam on, to give SummerSlam more of that name and that prestige, and then Lesnar loses the title to Seth, and then we just, everyone moves on. I honestly think that's what's going to happen here. If it doesn't, then we got a problem. But I think that's what the that's going to be the end game is that Lesnar loses it to Seth, and then we we all just move on from there. And honestly, the first guy I want to see Seth fight is Bobby Lashley. After this, if, if it's not Bobby Lashley, McIntyre, it, it's got to be one of those two. After um after Seth gets it back, the extreme and why I say Seth getting it back is that Seth um won a battle royal with a lot of the people that I just mentioned, also adding Sami Zayn involved here to. Become number one contender for his championship, for the for, the, for Lesnar's universal championship. Meanwhile, I mentioned that Natalia before, and obviously this kind of carries on the Becky Lynch part. Natalia won the Fatal Four Way with Naomi, Carmella, and Alexa beating Alexa last to have her one on one match with Becky uh, as she returns to her home country of Canada. Of, of Canada I don't care. I I don't care. I think Natty sucks. Natty's overrated too. Let, let, let me throw on all the overrated people on this roster. Natty. Wait, what, all right. You want to go like, all overrated team? All right. Let's, let's see it. Like, who's on your all overrated all team? All overrated team. Baron Corbin. You, 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 you know that it, it's a definite. Let me, let me look at the roster right now. Okay. WWE roster. <laughs> so, let me now, look at. Are we talking? Okay, now are we going to go like over, overrated in Man. terms of like, their style or overrated in terms of. You're in the wrong Both. division. Like, 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 Corbin should be in the in the U.S. title picture, not the, not the Universal both. Championship. We're doing both here because okay. Because let me let me get connected back onto the internet with my computer. Because I, I because I totally agree with Finn being uh, being on the all all overrated team. Because I like Balor, I don't love Balor. The all overrated team. That's what we're gonna call this. The all overrated right, so, team. So so let, let's let's do it like this. So. 
two men that we that we that should be in the U.S. picture but aren't two the, or the like secondary picture. Two men that are in the heavyweight no, picture. Let's just let's just call it let's just or, call it what it is. Or well, how, well, how many right. people are we put? How many people are we putting on this? We team? can put as many as we want. It's not an overrated team. Okay, fine. All right, all right, fair enough. All right, so raw. So. The whole McMahon family's overrated, except for Triple H. Yes. Shane McMahon, Shane McMahon, at least we haven't seen Stephanie. And we haven't and seen Vince. We haven't seen Vince. So Shane McMahon, you're on the overrated team. AJ Styles. Yes, you are on the overrated team because, because you have sucked the last year. He but you're not all-time great, so I can make you an excuse. But right now, where you're positioning and whatnot... You're overrated. Other than other than the match with Seth and Money in the Bank, he really has not had that like the, the blow away match this year. I, I will I will buy that. His match with Orton at WrestleMania and was most good. underrated team. We we can go most underrated. Let's put a common raise on most underrated team. You know I, I'm I'm not, I'm happy to see that you've turned around on offensive page. I I've always loved that that duo. And Baron and Corbin and Bobby. Hello. Bobby Lashley and Bray Wyatt, you're all on the overrated team. I like Lashley more than you do, but who would you say with the other ones? Baron Corbin. Agreed. Obvious. For obvious reasons, we don't need to get into it this week. Yeah, um, no, we, we, we talk, you talked about it uh, for uh, a while now. Braun Strowman's overrated, um, just he, in my opinion. He's misused to me. He's the, misused, the, the fact that Strowman hasn't won a championship yet is a crime. He absolutely should have won one in 2017, and he never did, which I, I thought that was criminal whatever they did to him on, on that regard. And I'm like, Bray Wyatt, what the fuck? I love the... You're, the, the you're basically doing Bray. the same thing. I, I, I love the whole the mask thing of Bray. Fuck That's Bray Wyatt. <laughs> fuck Bray Wyatt. We, we've always disagreed on Bray. He's on, we, he's on the fucking overrated team. He's on my overrated team. Cedric Alexander, you're on the underrated team. Brock Lesnar's in the category of his own on the overrated team. Lesnar, um, yes. Cedric Alexander, I love this win over Drew McIntyre, but I think they can do more with Cedric. I wish they were on SmackDown. Cesaro. Underrated team. Cesaro's actually really underrated. And he's another one that's misused. But Cesaro's- I don't think he's a little overrated because he's 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 he. He doesn't need to be in the world title picture, but he needs to be an upper mid Carter. That's as in always at least if he's not world champion, at the very least he's US or Intercontinental. Yeah. He doesn't need Which to be in the world title picture. No. He does yeah. I I, I would wouldn't mind he, him going after Kofi, personally. No, he does not. Oh yeah, you say he doesn't need to be. Okay. I can I can throw the ball give my You're just bottom of the barrel. Zack Ryder, you're at the bottom of the barrel. ET3, yep. you're at the bottom of the barrel. Yep. Revival, you're almost on the overrated team. Because you haven't had a good match since NXT. Um, Drew McIntyre, you're definitely on the overrated team. I like, I like McIntyre a whole lot more than you do. Uh, <clears throat> Eric Young, you're at the bottom of the barrel. True. Eric and Ivar, you you can be on the underrated team because you're just not being used properly. They're misused Fan- too. Fandango, fuck Fandango. <laughs> I, never really, I never really like Fan- I, I never liked Fandango, honestly. Grand Metal League, you're on the underrated team because you're one of the best luchadors in the world and you never wrestle. Um, he, it's real. He's really improved. 
He's always been this good. He's been misused in every company he's been in. He was sloppy. There, there were points for him and Dorado were, were sloppy on, on 205, but it really improved their skill. So uh, I'm, that, that, that I'm happy with. Jimmy and Jay Uso, you're okay where you are. Jimmy and Jay Uso are fine. Yeah, so they're, they're a top-tier tag team, and they should oh, be. Overrated. As well? Not bad. Koito's overrated. <laughs> he gets put on more than he probably should. He's had a pretty good career for himself, but I would, it would be nice to see Meta League get some more shine as a part of that group. Carl Anderson, you're fine. Connor and Victor, you're fine because you guys suck. Yeah, the dissensions. Who do you think was the most disappointing NXT call-up? Because I, th- I think the, the, the Ascension has to be on the top of that list uh, for me. Ben Bauer? Because you, we expected he's going to be world champion Many times over, but he only had one night with it because of the injury. Mm, understandable. Ram Serio, you stay where you are. I'm not even going to mention Mojo Rawley and uh, No Way Jose, even though I just did. The Mayors, you're fine. You're actually one of the better people in this roster. Yep. Um, if I had my choice of guys I would just push at the top, I think Seth Rollins is overrated, honestly. Mm, okay. Because you're getting into fights, so you... I would just put Ricochet to the moon, honestly. Agreed. He's a fucking star, and no one else shows star qualities. And then I would have Sami Zayn as the foil. Ricochet Ricochet is absolutely box office. He is incredibly box office. My world title scene on Raw would be Ricochet, Sami Zayn, and Seth. Okay. Because I, I, I think Seth Rollins is overrated, but I don't think he's overpushed. Because he, he actually shows quality. I think AJ Styles is washed up. I think. Oh, wow. You think AJ, AJ, AJ should be more of a gatekeeper? Yeah, he's washed up. He hasn't had a good match in a year. Except for Rollins and MITB. Yeah. The Miz, I'm not saying he's totally washed up, but... He can still have a good match, but he's not going to have the uh, phenomenal performances that we are accustomed to seeing at match. And I would have the Miz. I would turn Miz heel, and those are my four. So, so okay, your core four in the, in the world title picture, would it be Rollins, Ricochet? You say Rollins, Ricochet, Sammy, and Miz would be your fourth? And Miz is your fourth. Miz, okay. Miz would be my fourth because no one else exudes star power. Unless if you call up Adam Cole. Which they're probably going to do. Which, to me, I think if you call call, I think you might have to call up all the other ones of Undisputed Era. Which I'm fine with. Okay. Which, which, is, which is perfectly cool. Which is perfectly cool. Okay. I, I'm fine with them calling up Undisputed Era because that's how you need. You, you uh, know, uh, start the ro- I think NXT's tag division is pretty set. Main roster's just overrated overall. Yeah, there's a lot of parts like, eh, you shouldn't, you're overhyped. Like, you're, you're, and then you're being on, pushed too strong in some cases. Like, Kobe Kingston needs, needs to get lost. I'm sorry. I, I, I'm sorry. You're a good mid-card hand, but you're not in the main eventer. If I had my choice, 
of guys I would push to the moon. I would still have Daniel Bryan in the fucking world title picture. The fact that he's in the fucking tag team division is fucking a crime. I get why it puts Rowan on. I, I get why they, they did that, for at least for Rowan's sake. But I agree with you. I think Brian should be, should be there are more stars of Smack. There are more guys with star quality on SmackDown there than there are. Agreed. No, yeah. SmackDown's got a whole lot more depth. Alistair, Andrade, Ali. Those are three Brian, guys I push. Buddy Murphy, I push. Buddy Murphy, I definitely push. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. Buddy Murphy, I push. He's underrated. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, the, it's it's a crime that Buddy Murphy hasn't been used the way he really at all since since, since he got since he got called up. Like, I, uh, well, my world title scene would be totally different. On Owens would definitely be like my yes. test piece. O- Owens, Owens, Owens looks like he's going to be nuclear hot for the next year and a half. This screen. I'm tired of seeing Randy Orton in the fucking title picture. Fuck Orton. Randy Orton. Orton. Orton would be my gatekeeper on SmackDown. Orton's my gatekeeper. Yeah. Orton's, Orton's the gatekeeper. Because, like, he, he's the kind of guy where, like, he can put on a whole lot of people, but Orton doesn't really need to win anybody. Like, he's a, probably a first battle Hall of Famer in WWE circles if he did nothing else. It's, it's not necessary for Randy to do anything else. Right. So, so I, I, I just don't care about Randy Orton. Like, I get it. You put him on, you, you put him on, like, big matches and big shows. Like I like, uh, and I would fucking job. push Big E to the fucking moon. Big E would be awesome. Big E would, would be an awesome world champion. He, he, I think Big E would be a tremendous world champion. I really do. Like I'm looking WWE better than Big E would be an awesome world champion. Yeah, I, I think Big E has. And there's no stuff. And I, I, I'm sorry to say it. I, I, I feel bad saying it. Charlotte Flair is the biggest star of all the women. And it's not even close. No, it's Becky, not. Becky's, Becky is okay. Becky's had a good run. She's on the overrated team, honestly. Becky's had a good run with the championship. Like She's had a good run over the last year. But Charlotte, uh, uh, Charlotte is your... Becky, Becky Lynch is not as good as people think she is. That, that's just my opinion. She puts herself on, just puts herself over well. I like Becky. I, I like me some Becky Lynch. I'm all for Becky. But yeah, Charlotte definitely is her centerpiece. And I think uh, I think Charlotte just needs different rivalries. I, I think Charlotte just needs just needs different blood, you know? I, I've been I've been saying Charlotte versus Ember needs and to if, happen yesterday. And, 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 and it, uh, we haven't seen that yet. And then NXT future stars, because we'll we'll just do it. Damian Priest is too old, I'm sorry to say, for my boy punishment. Um, okay. Um, he, he, he's like in, in his late 30s, dude. Mm. Cole, I, I'm putting on the main roster right away. And I'm putting Yui, a, Yui, I, I call up UE as a whole. They've, they've done yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm going up UE as a whole, yes. And yeah, I put them in their proper divisions right away. I call all four up to I, 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 I don't call up Gargano because I'm scared of what, what Vince McMahon would think of him. So I'm That's just taking Gargano until Vince dies. <laughs> or, or completely hands off all the reins to, to him and Bischoff, Triple H, and, and everyone, whoever else. Right. Because I'm That's not, fair. I'm not, I don't trust. I don't trust. 
somebody I do trust Vince with is Velveteen Dream. Velveteen Absolutely. Dream and Matt Riddle. Um, I would call them up right away, too. I think, Vel- I think Velveteen, though I would like to have seen him be NXT champion, I think Velveteen's been a very good North American champion. And it, the sky's the limit for Velveteen. It absolutely is. And if Ciampa is good after the next surgery, I call up Ciampa. Yeah, I think Ciampa, I think Ciampa did all that he could do. Ciampa beat all the other best guys as, as NXT champion. There's not much more Ciampa could do here. And then the UK roster, I'm fucking calling up Walter because and Dunn. Because Walter, to me, Walter, Dunn, Walter, and all of the BSBs, all four guys I call up now. I'm not, I'm not calling up Tyler Bay because I'm scared of what Vince McMahon will do to Tyler Bay. Oh, it's, okay, it's Gargano syndrome for you. Okay, understandable. It's Gargano. It's the same thing with Gargano. Yeah. Yeah, I think he's a more skilled Gargano, but yeah, I, I understand what you're thinking. I, I fucking call up Walter because Walter's just He oozes charisma and basically has to say three sentences. It's, yeah. it's, a, it's a beautiful thing with Walter. It's a, it's, it's, and I fucking call up Grizzle Young Veterans. GYVs are awesome. GYVs are a great team. Specifically Zach Gibson because he can yes. cut a fucking promo. Zach Gibson is such a great heel. He's, he's such an excellent heel. He really is. I fucking call up Tony Storm because Tony Storm has more star quality than any of the women in not named not named Charlotte. Not named Charlotte. No, she has more star quality than Charlotte in my opinion. Really, I I, I don't. I, I like Tony Storm a lot. I'm a big no, Tony Storm fan. No, I, I get you. I, I like I like Tony too. I'm, I'm with it. I'm with this whole Tony Storm business. I don't know if she's a bigger star than Charlotte. I, I, I'm with you. I think if you put her right, yeah, she could be. The other, the, the other woman I would call the other two women I would call up right right now, and these people are on NXT, not Candice. The other people I would I would call up right now on NXT are Bianca Belair and Shayna Baszler. Yeah, Bianca. Uh, no, no, no. Forget my Tony Storm take for a second. Bianca Belair is the fucking superstar, and you need I to love, play. I around. love Bianca Belair. I love everything. Yeah, about she uses more charisma than Charlotte. Yes. Bianca you Belair, need to fucking push Bianca Belair to, to stratosphere. Starting this guy into a deeper WWE discussion, but but no, Bianca Belair is the to me she's the the woman on NXT or NXT UK that can carry it on a star level. That and I can cut the WWE level. roster in like half. The, the, between main roster and NXT. Like, there are so many guys I don't need on my WWE TV. Mm. So. But yeah, I think Bianca, to me, I think Bianca Belair is what I think Sasha Banks absolutely should be. Well, the, they, they got, to me, and that's the first rivalry I push if Sasha comes back. That's the, the first rivalry I push is her and Sasha. The charisma is there. The swagger is there. The hunger is there. That, that fire and that passion to succeed and, and prove everyone wrong is there with both parties. To me, either they're a part, either they're a tag team together, or that's the first rivalry for Bianca when she gets called to the main roster. I, I love it. I, I, I think Bianca Belair has got star and champion written all over her many times over. And it needs to be called. It's just, unless she wins the NXT Women's Championship, there's nothing more she, she really needs to do in NXT. Mia Yim, I like, but I think Mia Yim is fine in NXT right now. Until Mia wins the title, and, and basically beats Shayna so Shayna get called up, can get called up. 
But yeah, but yeah, but those are the, but those are the, that's honestly those are the two are Shayna and Bianca that I would call up from the women's division right now. I think the the two other four horse women I think are I need to stay put and get a little bit more time, but eventually they get called up. And then if I was AEW, I'd tie fucking LAX. LAX is a free mm-hmm. LAX are a free agent, so I fucking tie LAX like. I would offer them an insane amount of money because they're, they're honestly that, one of the best tag teams. I'll, I'll put the tag division on real nice. And, that and tag division is already very good, mm-hmm. but then you put LAX in it, yeah. That'd be really nice. I think that'd be a really good way to, to, to go in that tag division. There's no... This is the thing. New Japan has about the same size main roster as the WWE main roster. I wouldn't get rid of any of them. Because they're all pushed properly. Yep. But they are they are pushed they are pushed better than um uh, they're at least they're utilized better. They're utilized yeah. to their best. So that's just my thing. So AEW played for the following. A show I thought was solid. Nothing super blow away, but I thought it was a very solid show from belt from start to finish. Yeah. Did you watch the pre-show? I didn't. I didn't. I really didn't either. I was obviously doing the uh, production for the Spikes uh, games. So I, I didn't. I, I tuned in, I think, with the first match. and pretty much stayed with it for the most part. Otherwise. MJF, Sean Spears, Sammy Guevara, defeat. Jimmy Havoc, Darby Allen, and Joey Janelle. And I love the layers of character here. Yes. Speaking of future stars, MJF is certainly one of them. I oh, MJF. Oh, MJF. You're getting pushed to the fucking moon. <laughs> <laughs> I love me some MJF. As we mentioned this before, I think after Double or Nothing, MJF's the type of dude where you want to get you, – if you're facing him, you want to punch him in the face. But if you're watching from afar – you don't want him to get punched in the face. You still want him to get punched in the face, but you acknowledge he's pretty good. <laughs> yes, I, I mean, I mean, I, I think you give just give it a say. Like you want, you kind of want him to get punched in the face either way, but you kind of, you kind of secretly cheer for MJF. And then he, Spears, man, what a lease on life this guy has! What a difference a change makes. What a difference a company change makes. He looks so much more comfortable and much more relaxed as part of MJF. As part, not MJF, as part of AEW. He's just and then so you much... had the inner tension between Spears and MJF because yes. MJF. Is... This tag match was awesome. I, I went four stars on it because. Uh, uh, because he's, one Cody, he's one of Cody's boys. That's right. And MJF is, one of, is loyal to Cody. Oh, that's going to be such a turn. Oh, I'm looking forward to the day where MJF turns on Cody. That's gonna be set. Start something with there. That's gonna be so good. Oh, that's, all, that's gonna all be good. Act, this is all action and strong character work. Four, four stars. This was it great. Was, it was. Oh, oh this Speaking was good. Of not great. <laughs> Brandy Rhodes stinks. She needs to get out of the ring. Somebody on the social uh, suplex chat was like, "Is basically Brandy Rhodes is the." Uh, 
is the Lacey Evans of of, of AEW. I think uh, was that. I kind of look at it. It's like that's not a yep. terrible comparison. That's a really good comparison. On the outside, she she looks she looks. They both look gorgeous. And oh, by the way, supreme troll move by Lacey Evans riding Seth on, on the back of her pants. The, the uh, supreme troll move by Lacey Evans. But yeah, the, but they both look gorgeous. But at the same time, neither really ready for that life. Neither really ready to be anywhere close to be a champion right now. And, and both need a whole lot more work in the in the in the wrestling department. But they absolutely both look the part. Yeah, so that's all I need to say about that. The Dark Order defeat and Helga and Jack Evans and Jungle Boy and Luchasaurus. Luchasaurus is a fucking star. Love Luchasaurus. I do like Jungle Boy and his crew and Jungle Boy and Luchasaurus. And I love, and Marco that stunt. With, I love the, the fatality finisher from Dark Order. <laughs> That's such a good finisher. I, I love that finish. They're going to be a but, team. But the breakout star of this match wasn't the Dark Order and it needed to be the Dark Order. Yes. Because it bombed. The Dark Order had a good showing, but not a great showing. Not the showing they should have. Yeah. Uh, that's, that's very fair. No, four star match. And I'm like. But, but still, it's like Hangman it, Page defeats Kip Sabian. This match was way too long. Agreed. Yeah, it, it dragged. I just like the power. Of like it, 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 they yeah, should have been a twelve minute compact match. It felt like a half hour or so. It was nineteen minutes. It felt like it was longer than that. It, it was. Yeah. I like the first match angle. I would belt up Jericho and make Paige my pet project. Mm. That's fair. I think that's understandable. I'm, I'm trying to think like who's like who your top face, not named Omega and Moxley, would be. Paige. It you is. Put, Paige. You you put Paige third. Okay. I put Paige third. But I think you that's, know, I think that's also fair. You, you build it to a monthly Jericho. Yes. Like whatever your biggest show of the year is going to be in AEW, that's probably, that's your main. Yeah. Completely understand. You like SoCal and Sanchez versus Lucha Bros. Lucha Bros. <laughs> team, look, they, they just pop off the screen for me. I don't, I don't mind SoCal. SoCal's a good tag team. Lucha Bros just jumps off the page for me. And I, I just find them to be a, all in all, very productive team. That's a really good team. They, 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 and I think Lucha Bros, if ever, that, I think there should be, a, like, whoever the first tag team champions are for, um, for AEW, I probably have them as, as such. And probably them fight the um, Dark Order, I think, would be the first thing I would do with them. Uh, and eventually, obviously, if you build up the, the, the SoCal and other squads, but I think Lucha Bros would be the first team I would, I would say in the tag champions, honestly. And I, I love what Lucha Bros can do in the ring. Plus, um, the, the, the ladder match challenge with, with, with the Bucks, I think, is going to be awesome. Yeah, the ladder match is going to be fun. Um, Kenny Omega defeat Shima. This was very good. Highly entertaining from start to finish. We kind of expected it to be because of the level of work that both parties can put in. But yeah, highly. I was really, really into this match. Very good from start, from bell to bell. 
Didn't feel like it took too long, so I'm, I'm all for it. A little repetitive at times, but I think it was a good match. Yeah, a little repetitive, but but you know Kenny is going to do the V trigger like ten thousand times. <laughs> yes, pretty much. Yes, pretty much. But but Kenny's really good at doing the V trigger. But but then the Bucks and Cody to be Cody and Dawson. It was disappointing. It was a three star match. Considering the build up that led up to this, yeah. Consider I think the I think the expectations that we had for it, considering how well Dustin looked and how well obviously Cody looked at his two. I, I don't think it was Dustin's fault. I just think the structure of the match. They put it put in a good fifteen minute match and stretched it to thirty. Because this was a half hour. It, it should have been. Uh, I think I think yeah. Even if it were twenty, I think it would have been fine. Yeah, I, yeah, I agree. So I think I think it would have been fine there, but I think yeah, I think it was at least ten minutes too long. But so, another enjoyable show from AEW and the show looked different because it was in an amphitheater too. So I like that. I like the stage. I like I like the stage that the staging they put on for it. And also the other thing that we didn't cover with the, with this show, the Kongs I think would be a, a, a pretty good match. Awesome in, in Asia in Asia Kong. Both would be very entertaining. So I, I think that would be um I I'll be all for looking at that match. So let's do the same roster going through the roster for AEW. Because we don't really need to do it with New Japan because New Japan has a structure. I would fucking get rid of Alex Marvez. Okay. Alex Moore Alex needs to go because his commentary sucked. Just do JR and Excalibur. Cause Jim Ross is not that bad with Excalibur. No, they seem they seem pretty much they seem pretty productive together. But you have your your main event scene. It's gonna be Jericho and MJF and Whenever Pac gets his fucking visa. Yeah. Jericho Those Pac. Those are your three main heels. Your three main bases are Mega yeah. Moxley and Cody. Yes. I can I can agree with all I can agree with all that, yeah. Gima uh, is your number four baby face with who is the gatekeeper of the uh mm-hmm. Shima is in a similar role to Randy Orton. That's fine. And then number four on the heel side, I would put or like a Janela or something like that. There's so much death in AEW. Janela would be a solid heel. Janela would be a solid heel. Janela is a better heel than he is a babyface. I, I can agree with that. I can live with that. I, I can see him as like the cocky, not not MJF cocky, but that kind of the kind of cocky type of heel. Like a pretty boy. Yeah. You know, and you have your tag division, which is which is the best part of this. Change, you change nothing about the tag division. All parties. Oh, you change nothing. Be. You add LAX, and then it's like yes. you're off and running. Yeah, yeah. You you change other than LA, other than adding LAX, you change nothing about this tag division. It is perfect as it is. You you, you do nothing with that. If the, if the private party too. 
and, and Piper Party's not a bad team a, a, as well. But I think when it comes to um, your like, if they, if they ever build like an Intercontinental Championship, I like Who'd... that. Darby Allen is a guy I like. Darby Allen, yeah, I like Darby Allen too. He's a guy. He's a guy Maybe I like. Singles wrestlers, honestly. Probably. Yeah. Because you know, I think he may have too much in the in the world championship picture. Because the first guy I probably put on as IC champion is is uh, MJF. Yeah, I, I think I put him in the Intercontinental just, just to have him as like the, the first. He's the first champion, and eventually Darby Allen will be the guy who beats him. I, I think, okay. Yeah. And then um, and after that, probably Sean Spears. I'm, I'm kind of torn on, on Spears. Like, to put him in the heavyweight division or put him in the IC. Put him in the IC because he's a gatekeeper. <laughs> I can put him. Yeah, I can put him. I can see him also. Let me see how old he is. Too, which is a factor. He's been wrestling for like. I had to think. Thirty-eight. Oh, he's thirty-eight. Thirty-eight. He could be a gatekeeper, but he's got a couple championship runs in him. Yeah, yeah, and and you know, it's like I, 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 I'm just more caught. My confidence is gaming with AEW. They didn't. The pre-show, the, the librarians weren't as bad as the first two appearances of the librarians, and they actually got beat. Which is fine. So, I I think that's good. And then you have your women's division, which you have... Who would lead the women's yeah, division? Yeah, the Japanese girls. Both of the, both of them, I think, are absolutely probably at the top. Both of them are there. The Kongs are going to be around as they should be. And who's the other woman that the, that the that both Asians that the Japanese girls fought in, in the last show? Because she's she's the other one that she's got a, she's got some promise. Not title promise yet, but she's got some promise. It was the other woman that that that, that both uh, Japanese girls fought. And, and that triple oh, threat. Rio and um, yeah, what's her, what was her name? Because she's got some promise as well, but it, it's Hikaru Shida. Yep, Hikaru Shida. Um, no, it's on double or nothing. Oh, I forget. Honestly, you put the Japanese girls and Britt Baker. And Baker, your... yeah, and Baker should be there too. Right, Baker definitely should be there. And those, and probably Baker is the first champion. Probably Allie too, because I don't blame Allie on that match. I blame more Brandy Rhodes. Yeah, Allie's fine. Yeah, Allie would be fine. Yuka Takazaki. Yuka Takazaki. That was her name. Yes. Nyla, yeah, Nyla Rose is is a. I think Nyla Rose has got a future. It, it's a good pet project. Yeah, she's got she's got a future. I think a year. Give her a year and a half. She, I think she can be champion in the year and a half. Cause I think there, there's, there's some serious problems with Nyla Rose. But yeah, definitely Britt Baker and Kylie. And, and it's, I think she should be the spearhead, the, the lead, the leader of that division, and like, or at least, at least the first champion of that division. But I think yeah, the women's division has some promise. Of the three divisions, probably the weakest of the three. But it's not to say that they're bad. It's just, it's just that the, the tag team division is, is incredibly stacked. And, and both male singles divisions are, are look like they're going to be very productive, too. Yes. 
So we are midway through the year. Mm-hmm. So I wanted to end the show on this. Match of the year. Ooh, let's see. We've had we've had some classics in here. I mean, your your list is probably like that. That list you made, uh, that spreadsheet I think you did was overloaded with Mom. classics. And that was months ago. My God. Yeah. <laughs> my think God. Think about that. Uh, I haven't updated that thing in months. Good question. Uh, matches matches of the year. Matches I look at from. I guess each company, I guess, is one way to, to, to kind of explore this. I did enjoy, matches I've enjoyed, like, would include, like, Osprey and Shingo, the final best of Super Junior. I definitely enjoyed him, Osprey and Ibushi from Wrestle Kingdom. It was really, was really dope. I thought Tanahashi, um, right now, Osprey Shingo is my number one. Yeah, that that match was really that match was was really it probably my it's probably the, so far the best from New Japan this year obviously is Osprey Shingo. Uh, let's see. Gargano Cole to Gargano, Gargano Cole in Brooklyn was definitely the I think was was the best. It, it's it's a shame because Walter and Dunn were were excellent in Brooklyn, but they were top by Gargano Cole. And I think everything about that match. I will Osprey Bandito match too. Okay. I don't even need to have this discussion about wrestler of the year because it's so universal right now. We'll Osprey's your wrestler of the year. Uh, Osprey's, all, Osprey's won that award. The only thing that needs that to be he's having a great one too, so it's like Who's who's second is is the better question of wrestler of the year. Okay. I, I would put Pac there. Um he had this match in Riptide Pro Wrestling with Karen Noir. Um Care Noir, um, that was really good. It's up for free on their YouTube page. I just think Pog has worked to his character very well. Mm. And I watched Dragon Gate too, so it's like easier for me to say Pog, but there, I don't know who would be number two in the major companies. Because AEW hasn't done enough. Right. Yeah, they're, they're, they're more so looking for like a tw- like whoever like twenty twenty who would be their best their best people. Yeah, yeah, but but yeah, I think yeah, it, it's a uh, it's a new Japan race. It, it's yeah. Osprey it, slapped the field value of twenty. Osprey's put out some classics, and it's, it's no, it's every match Will Osprey puts on, it's a classic <laughs> this year. <laughs> this is an all time great what year for Will Osprey. Oh, what are they going to do with him in, after G1? I think is is going to be really telling. Uh, what they what they do with him after G1 is going to be very very interesting. I He's love had... that Rocky Romero Fantasma match too. Um, the box versus Phoenix and so the top your top ten matches according to Melter two four six eight. He hasn't really gone like two five happy this year. Mm. It's only rated to 
four, six, eight matches, five stars. And above. Because okay. he can work his own scale. He does. But, well, I, if we took, like, almost every Will Ospreay man this year as a horse bears, <laughs> it, it's, it's just ridiculous. Um, so, Will Ospreay's money running, both Flair says, and, and most outstanding. Because I think Will Ospreay has been leaned on to draw some houses during the junior tour, and he has. So, so he has Drew, and maybe like Okada too, because he's the IWGP champion. Mm. And and then I would just do that. I and then I would put Box the third. Okada's had a good year. Uh, from from. Yeah, like not like Okada's having a bad year. It's like Will Ospreay is just that fucking just good. So, Ospreay just was just been so blow away. It's like, are you, are you kidding me? Like, what's what's going on here with with Will? Like, like Will, it's literally indescribable what Will Ospreay's doing. It's almost like what Kazuchika Okada was doing two years ago. That, that's I think that was the other thing I, I would I was kind of considering like. What kind of years did you put Will on here? Like, uh, what, what kind of like level? Like, how crazy of a year? Like, Omega's had some great years, but like, has Omega? Well, Omega has not had a year like the Okada Osprey year, right? Where Okada in twenty, I believe it was sixteen or seventeen. Every Okada match was fucking phenomenal, and then Will Osprey just took that to another level on. I thought Walter's twenty eighteen. I thought Mega was. I thought Mega was. Uh, was wrestled the year for twenty eighteen, or did he only win one of the one of the two? Let me look at the award. I'm pretty sure Omega won. Omega had a year where he was head and shoulders the best. Which I yeah, twenty eighteen. Was twenty eighteen? Yeah, where he finally beat Okada, and he like he had classics leading up to it. He had the classic with Jericho. He had he had the he had but, the match with but Okada. But he he. To me, and I'm just saying this. For, yeah, he won the award last year. Right. But he didn't lack the field. It was okay. Yeah, I, I see what you're saying. Like it wasn't. A, it, there was a debate with Omega's year. The, yeah, and, because he had he had Kota Ibushi on his heels. He had Okada on his heels. Right. But there, there is no, there is none for this. There was no debate on like best draw and stuff like that in the wrestling. Omega was the best draw, but mm-hmm. in terms of having great matches, I thought Walter had a better year than Omega in twenty eighteen. You just like this, you just like Walter's quality better. Yeah, and I, I I thought Osprey had a better twenty eighteen than Omega. You liked his quality better. But Omega had the whole so, package. Let me give you the years of most outstanding wrestler. Let's just do that. Um, because because um, that will give me a great look on on like great years in pro wrestling history. Because normally 
Okada in 2016 was... 2017 was phenomenal. Um, who else? Last real WWE guy to win that award was John Cena in 2010. For Flair Fez. Which... Yeah, looking back at Cena's 2010, he had the good rivalry with he had the rivalry with Batista, and then he had the whole thing with Nexus, which I, which I, which I really did enjoy that. And yeah, I think it's wow, no one since Cena in 2010 from WWE. Which let's see, because he won Tanahashi. Tanahashi won his three straight years in 2011 to 20. You could say Styles, but part part of that was a New Japan run. In 2016. Yeah, I would I would have argued AJ for 2016. I would I would definitely would have argued AJ because yeah, uh, he, 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 he was seamless from what he when he ended in New Japan and then instantly turned and then instantly turned into the guy the best guy in WWE. Like it was seamless what AJ did. So here's the history of the Swear Fast Award, um, and then and then we'll look at much outstanding as well because. I think Will Ospreay is a good, good contender for both. Um, Harley Race in eighty and eighty one for NWA. Flair won it from eighty two to eighty six. This is why they call it the Flair Fest Award. Flair won it for four straight years. Fair enough. Five straight years. Five straight years. Yeah. Eighty two to eighty six. Five straight years. Yeah, that's five. That's yeah, five straight. Um, and then Ricky Toshu won it in. I don't know much about Ricky Joshu and like was he making great matches or was he drawing? Uh Kira Maeda, that was more of a draw. Um Ric Flair in eighty nine. Ric Flair eighty nine is a year you think of creatively and at the box office. Um Flair won it in ninety two as well. Jumbo Taruta that's eight for Flair? That's seven for Flair? Eight for Flair. Eight for Flair. Um, and Flair doesn't win the award again. Um, so his last one was 92. It was the year he won the Rumble. Okay. year he won the Rumble, yeah. And one year he won the title. For WWF. Right. Flair 89, I would argue... But we don't have enough house show matches. This is the thing. We see everything now. True. So, let's go to most outstanding. Which started being awarded in 86. So, Flair in 86-87. Fujinami in 88. Flair in 89. That's 3 out of 4 for Flair. And then 3 straight years for Liger. Then two straight years for Kenta Kobashi in 93 and 94. 95 was Manami Toyota, the only female to win the award. Mm. In 95. Imagine that. (laughs) Rey Mysterio in 96. Masao in 97 is an interesting case. Great in ring years. I would say Flair, Flair 89, 
Um, you think it would be maybe the best all-around year? Okay. Miss Flair had the best overall all-around year up until all time in 2017. But this is best in ring. So, so Flair in '89, which he also had a great year in the box office. And then Mitawa in one second, which he also won the Flair Stats Award. Um, I'm just thinking out loud. Um, '06 Danielson. Having a great year in Ring of Honor. Um, and then New Japan is one. So. I'm just thinking out loud. Of guys who had the signature, those signature years. To me, in ring one, I, I'm thinking more in ring. So Masao '97. Okay. Because Masao had a legendary year in '97. I I need to go back and watch a lot of Masao. Kobashi '93. Um. Also, Brian Danielson in '06. That was Pete Danielson. In, in terms of pure wrestling, yes. So, and then AJ Styles won it in 2014 and 15, and 2016. Tanahashi won it in 12 and 13. Okada won. Uh, the only real comparable years to what Osprey is doing. Seems like Flair 89. Misawa 97. Misawa 97. And Danielson 06. And Okada in 2017. So at worst, it's the fifth best rest- all-around wrestling year of all time. At worst. And we're seeing everything on three right? Um, and Whether... That's true. And he's, I, you could make the case. This could be the greatest wrestling year of all time for any one individual person. In ring, yeah. And we're only in July, dude. Yeah. <laughs> Dude. Oh, wow. That's, that's scary. I'm not trying to, like, blow smoke up Will Ospreay's butt. It's like, we have to stay facts here. It's like... We're, we're seeing the quality of stuff that he's doing. We're seeing the quality of stuff that he's actually doing. And he's put, he's put on people. He's had some incredible moments. He absolutely has the moment of the year. Where with the Hurricanrana spot with with Ibushi, and, and they both do the look back. Like, are you kidding me? You just countered that, or you, you just you just they landed? That that's absolutely the the wrestling moment of the year, and that prop that won't be touched as as good as as good as Lee and, and Dajakovic's did to, to the kind of replicate that. But that that moment won't be touched with with uh, with Ibushi and Osprey. But yeah, it's. Just thinking of what he, what else he's going to be able to do in, the, in this G1 uh, as well as the, the remainder of the year. Osprey's maybe just getting started. That's terrifying. It's terrifying. <laughs> well, Osprey, already in his young career, 
pretty much since yeah, like since he like I think this is the first time we both kind of sort of saw him in twenty sixteen or seventeen. Is the is is the I think it was the year where he faced Saber in Dallas the WrestleMania weekend. Take this what you will. And then the DBZ moment with Ricochet. I think it was since that run. I wish you could do it single. His lowest rated singles match is three and a half stars. Mm. That's unprecedented. That's absurd. Are we talking this year or talking in general? We're talking this year. That's that's absurd. Because Osprey Bougie, four and a, four and a, four four maybe three. It's what you think is the fallaway match. Mm. Okay. It depends on what you think of the fallaway match. I rated it at three and a half stars. I also rated it at three, but. Here's every Will Ospreay singles match according to Dave. Ospreay versus Ibushi, 4.75. Which I can agree with. I love that. Ospreay versus White. He didn't even read. Oh, he wasn't on the New Beginning Tour. Oh, my bad. 4.75. The Ospreay Okada match from New Japan Cup. 4.25. 4.25. Osprey versus Archer, 4 from New Japan Cup. Osprey versus Bandito from WrestleCon Weekend, 4.75. Cobb versus Osprey, 4 stars. Osprey versus. And he doesn't even have all the matches rated from. 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 I can't even look at Dave's rating because he doesn't have every Osprey singles match rated. But he has one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve, thirteen, fourteen. 15, 16, and if you include tags, it's 17. Matches that are at least four stars. That are at least four stars, according to Dave. This is ridiculous. <laughs> I think we're, I think just to, like, to, to sum it up, I think, I think the, the only thing left he could do is, is have, like, one let's, of the Let's take stars. a look at Okada's year in 20... 2016, uh, 2017, when he won, won, won the award. Yeah, the amazing that's, the only, that's the only thing left to do. And then weighted star rating for wrestlers, according to Wrestling Observer. Osprey is fourth all time. Was He's this ahead year? of Okada. No, wow. of all time. Oh, wow. The top 10 is Kota Ibushi at 4.15. Mitaro Masawa, 4.18. Phoenix, Ray Phoenix, 4.19. Matt Riddle, 4.19. But you can take that out because he's only had a few matches that Dave paraded. 
Okada has 4.21. Sasuke, 4.21. So Okada and Sasuke are tied. Osprey has 4.22. And let me look at Okada in 2017 in terms of star rating. For a second, that Dave Ray does. Um, 2017. So, I won a 2017. Oh, let me, let me do this. So, 2017. Of course, Tanahashi Okada, five stars. Mm-hmm. Six stars. This is where you broke the scale. The Omega Match at Wrestle Kingdom. The Omega Match at Wrestle Kingdom. Um, that was such an that was all time excellent story that they told. You had a six man tag at New Year's, ten man tag at New Year's. That's a rated at four stars. We'll we'll exclude that. Two. Two. Three. Because he had a eight-person tag with with one singles match so far, but but three overall. Four, five. The Shibata match. Oh, Shibata's last match. Yes, yes, yes. Ah, Miss Washington Shibata. So Fale, six match, six Fale, seven with. Seven and one of them was the Tiger Mask W match, which was Kota Ibushi under our hood. The Omega Dominion match. We're only at seven, and we're at Dominion. That was the draw. That was the draw they had, right? Yes. So at eight, Omega Cody, Okada Cody. Yeah, yep. And we're at the G one already. Look, Osprey's having. He already has 17 five-star matches. Four he's, got star plus dub- matches. he's got double Omegas. And Omegas only a G1. Okada, uh, double, Okada. double Okada is 2017. In, in the year that Okada ruled. Well, it was basically, basically God tier. Like, Okada was basically God mode in 2018, uh, 2017. And Osprey's well, doubled Osprey's that. Tw- Osprey has doubled that. I think the only thing I could say in Okada's defense so far is that Osprey hasn't had that that five star or higher. Yeah. I, I, no, no, not, the Shingo match. The Shingo match. Oh, so you, you put Shingo at five? Okay. I put the Shingo match at five. That Shingo match was ridiculous. Let's, let's just count. Oh, God. Four, four, four corners, yeah, four, four to three quarters is, is that match's floor with Shingo. Yeah. So, he had a match with Elgin. <laughs> Which I do believe I've seen. And that, yeah, that, that match with he Elgin was really good. Yeah, okay, I, yeah, I definitely did see that. Eight. Nine with Sonata. T- mm-hmm. Ten with Kojima. Day rated the Juice Robinson match at 3.5. Um, day 14, G1. He doesn't even rate all the G1 match. My God. I know that the match he had with Omega at G1. Where Omega Evil. Finally- what, what, what did I... Ten. Ten at Kojima, right? Or eleven? I believe you're at ten, yeah. Eleven. Twelve with the Suzuki match. Okada Omega. 
Do you want 13? 14 with Okada Evil at King of Pro Wrestling. 15 with the World Tag League final day. We're only at 15 in the year of our Lord of Okada. And Osprey's already topped it in terms of Dave ratings. Mm. I'm not making this up. That's the kind of run Okada. That's the kind of run. That's the kind of run Osprey is on right now. And and you could add more to that if you if you think the uh, Osprey Osprey Okada versus Ibushi versus Tanahashi Saber Suzuki Saber versus Tanahashi and Osprey, which I rated at four star. So that's another man. This man is ridiculous. <laughs> it is the it's the point that we're saying here. <laughs> and we're only at G we're only at the really the relative start of G1. And plus I, I'm not gonna do Flair and Mattel because not everything was taped. But this is Osprey's topping Okada here. This is and we're only, yeah, we're, we're only, we're basically mid July. We're halfway to the year, dude. We're, we're, and we're basically mid July. ahead of him. He's got the rest it's of G1. And, and he, not, not only does he have the rest of G1, he's got an incredible, he's got a super stacked lineup in his A block to top uh, Okada. To do it with. Yeah. With Okada, Abushi, Tanahashi, Saber. Well, Osprey's gonna have the best year in wrestling history. It looks and feels like it. It really does. In ring year, yeah. Yeah, maybe not not quite drawing power, but yeah, definitely like in ring in terms of in ring quality of matches. Yeah, like, the dude's on his game right now, and and I love it. I love seeing great wrestlers like. Like you, like we were doing the shows when Okada was on his great run. Yes. Like, like I was loving every second of that. We we yeah, it, we we marveled at how good Okada was. We marveled at it. Yeah. We should be doing the same with Osprey, and we are doing the same with Osprey because he's already topped what Okada has done in terms of overall quality for a particular year. Sure, it depends on what you think of the Shingo match, but I have that elite. I don't break my five first scale, and then he has had two really other high end matches in the Dragon Lee match, and because Dave has because Dave broke a scale, it's hard to tell and everything. But well, that, does, that does skew it, yeah. The, 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 we broke the scale for the Omega, for him and Omega, where where Omega and Omega, does that, 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 that does tip, tip the scale average wise a little bit, but ultimately, but in singles only, Will Osprey has a four point four five weighted star average in the observer. Ten points higher, Okada. Not ten points, a tenth of a point higher. A tenth of a point lower than Okada. Omega has 
and Gargano are... And this is for singles only, which they have this stat there. According okay. to So... So, the dude is at his apex. And he's still so, so young. Austin, what, 25? And, and he had the Eagles match that was very good. Dude, the dude has 24 star matches. Absurd. And he's, he's what, 25, sure. 26? Because it, it also depends on if you've seen the TLC match at Progress with Aussie Open. Two, which rock. And what you think of the Aussie Open stuff? And what you think of? And what you think of Scotty Davis with Osprey? This dude. Where I, I I'm just being dead serious right now. This dude is popping himself almost every night. And he's hungry to do so. He, he's incredibly hungry. He's never. I mean, he's obviously, I'm guessing he's satisfied with what he does. But he's never truly satisfied with what he does. He's trying to, like, raise the bar even higher than what he already than what he already has. And I think that's what makes it special. That he's not content. Yeah, I think that's the word I'm looking for. He's not content to just settle up, okay, I'm really, really good. But let's get really, really great and top really, really great every night. I mean, and that's, that's and- another part that makes it special, I think. Yeah, yeah, it it the floor and the suits three stars. If you if you think of the Polly match, if you include the Polly match, dude's floor is three stars. This dude does not have a bad match. I I I'm just amazed. <laughs> He's only twenty six. He's only twenty six. He's only twenty six. That is absolutely gross. And Okada was 29 when he did his epic run. This dude can get better. That's that's the point. That's the point I'm make. That's the point I'm saying here. He's only 26. That is that is absolutely that's absurd. that's just unreal right now. Yeah, he literally he just turned 26 last May. Is like, he's at, that's that's Osprey's age right now. It's wow, <laughs> it's just ridiculous. He's not gonna be doing all the high flying stuff, but he's gotten a lot he better. He has to. His ground game is really good. He doesn't have to be and a technician. His ground game. He's just overall got a really good ground game. Sorry, I've just blown your mind with the Will Osprey talk, but it's, it's it's but it's necessary to think about here. But but dude, dude, it's it's like Will people people don't realize that this guy is universally regarded, except for in a couple circles that think he sucks. Mm-hmm. But those guys are but those people that think he sucks. Think he sucks for outdated reasons. 
Like, you can't tell. Are you fucking kidding me? Yeah, really. So. I, I just went on a Will Ospreay rant, and I'm like, I wasn't expecting to do that today. But I think it was necessary to kind of put in the context how good of a year that guy's having. Yeah. And I think it was 100% necessary for it. So I think it's uh, that's a good way to, to kind of... no one's up. really looked at the stats and, and, and saying, looking back and saying, and Andre's going to have more singles matches than Okada because it depends on what you think, uh, how Harold how it is Okada's year, mm. honestly. Because you can't even compare them to Sour year and the, uh, because, and Oka- the Flair yeah, year. Oka- and Okada's and the, the most modern, yeah. He's, or, that, that's certainly the, the, the modern the, uh, You could compare Danielson year because everything was making tape, but... In 06, but Dave didn't rate everything either. Like he does, like consistently, as he does with these two guys. So, yeah, we're talking about the greatest ever in your in wrestling history. Hologs before me and Beast Mike start talking about sports. <laughs> All right, so obviously twitter.com slash Beast Mike is where you're gonna. Uh, find me. I'm going to try to do the route to the uh, those, those uh, previews I was talking about before. Like I kind of got like the the stuff. I kind of got like the writing work prepared for it. Audio, I'll, I'll figure it out. Uh, I'll, I'll still try to get them out there. I will be back on the spikes on Friday. Back doing the uh, producing for that. And I know that this uh, school is going to start a month and a, pretty much a month and a half, which is nice. So I got still got a little bit more time before that. But as you can find me at Twitter.com slash Beast Mike, and obviously I'll be talking sports as I normally do uh, there. Um, DJ D. Coops Wrestle, G-I-T-R Wrestle is where you can find me. And until next week, we will see you later. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Remember to use code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets If you don't win your first bet, place your money line, prop, or parlay bets with the king of sportsbooks today. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C.